Welcome to the Next Level Social Podcast. I'm your host, Ayla Sorachuk, and my purpose is to help female entrepreneurs create businesses and brands through social media and online marketing so they can start to attract their ideal client and start generating the leads, the sales, and the income that they deserve. If you're ready to take your business to the next level and start showing up online like the unstoppable entrepreneur that you are, then this is the perfect place for you. Let's get social. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Social Podcast. I am your host, Ayla. And as always, I am so excited and grateful to have you here today for another episode of the show. We are getting spicy today. Today we're, we're doing, I think this is going to be the second time this month or at least within the, the last four weeks where I've had somebody else join me for the podcast. I am so excited to share another beauty who's been in my sphere, I think for at least six months now, which is wild. Her name is Marissa, and I will let her introduce herself in a second, but of course, I have to give her a little intro. Marissa came to me about six months ago, wanted to join my community. She ended up signing up for my mastermind. We worked one-on-one, and now she's back in the mastermind. When I say the level of growth and grit and determination and just full body hell yes, just all of the things that I've seen this woman do in the last six months, it's quite amazing to see her journey when she first came to me and and how she is now. Marissa is, we have so much in common. I think that that's probably why she was drawn to me and why I was drawn to her. We have very similar backgrounds. We actually have a very similar story. Marissa is currently the founder of an incredible company called MLH Communications. She specializes both in social media management and coaching, primarily with a focus on Instagram and Pinterest. If you know me and you know my story, I was also doing this primarily done for you social media for many, many, many years. I ended up hitting a massive burnout, as we all know, where I then decided to launch my coaching business and the rest is history. So Marissa, she has the agency side down, locked and loaded. And where she came and needed some help from me was figuring out the coaching side. And so now she is offering both and she absolutely crushes it on both platforms and profiles, not only for herself, but a handful of clients in so many different niches and areas and where she's really dove into in the last little bit and kind of niche down, if you will, is Pinterest. She has so much knowledge when it comes to Pinterest. She's always educating me and the girls in the mastermind. She's been doing trainings and launching workshops on Pinterest and really found that this is something that she's passionate about. So naturally, I wanted to bring her on the show today and ask her all things Pinterest because Pinterest is such a powerful tool. It is search engine optimized, just owned by Google and YouTube. And I think that it's underutilized a lot, especially as content creators. So I want to pick Marissa's brain and ask her all the questions. I know that you girls have submitted some questions over on Instagram. So I'll ask her those as well. Marissa, without further ado, I will stop blabbing as Mm -hmm. per usual, and I will let you introduce yourself. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Please tell the girls introduce yourself, say hello, and and tell in your words a little bit more about yourself, your background, what you do. Thank you also just for being here. I adore you, as you know. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for the intro. It's so, so many kind words. And yeah, I feel like my world has changed so much coming into your sphere. And well, you're right. I feel like we have so many similarities. 
It's funny because I found you actually, a friend of mine shared your content onto her story. And then I started following you and I watched you so closely for so long. And I'd ask all about your offers every single time you post about them. And then six months ago, I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to invest in myself. This is the right person for me. I can just tell been great ever since. And I really feel that I've had a lot of growth in my coaching business and even on the agency side. But when I came to you, I was just so comfortable in my own little bubble. I wasn't really posting on my own account, which I hate to admit, coming from a social media manager, you know, running multiple different types of accounts, sometimes your own stuff gets put on the back burner. And I feel like with you showcasing me what I should really being putting forward to showcase my own skill set, that has really helped me too. I guess a bit about me too, like my background is in the fashion world. So I went to school for fashion marketing, but I always loved the digital space. And I feel like I've always just loved like a visual aspect, even younger, like flipping through magazines, seeing how they would display the latest trends. I feel like that has now transferred over onto social media, right? With like graphic design and all, and, you know, creating a grid and Pinterest even, that's such a visual aspect scrolling through there. So I feel like that was kind of my journey, but then going further into it, I think when like the blog era kind of blew up in like 2010, I would say, I learned how to HTML code websites so that I could maybe try and find like another type of, community, right? Because I grew up in a smaller city where people were very different than me. So it was nice to kind of tap into that. And I think that's why I love freelancing so much because you can find so many people that you can connect with, right? Like we don't live in the same area. Now we talk like weekly. So it's so nice in that aspect. We really do. We talk all the time, every single week, (laughs) all day, every. We talk so much, but that's because we have so much in common and we from such similar backgrounds, like you're from Saskatchewan. I went, I was living in Saskatchewan. You moved to Vancouver. I was living like sometimes mm-hmm. we're Marissa and I will be talking like, okay, this is actually freaky, freaky. like how parallel our universes are and how much we have in common. I think that that's also so important to know. And, and this has been coming up for me so much is the more that I talk about me and like what makes me me the things that make me quirky the things that make me weird the things that make me you me and the things that make you you whether that's me living in Vancouver or me being Canadian Mm -hmm. or a couple weeks ago on the podcast I mentioned that a few years ago I was diagnosed with this like really rare condition called vulvodynia that's like a whole other story I briefly mentioned it. I was like, yeah, in passing, like I ended up hitting this thing and I had vulvodynia and that's like, it's like a very rare like vagina disease. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We're good now. But then I had a discovery call with a woman yesterday and she goes, so I was listening to your podcast and I heard you say you had vulvodynia. I have vulvodynia. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. She's like, and I just knew you were my person. And I'm like, okay. So like that absolutely has nothing to do with my offer, with my prices, with not even really necessarily my background. That is like uniquely me and like something that connected us on a deeper level that has nothing to do with business. And the reason that I say that is because this has just been coming up for me so much in in this entrepreneur online space is like 
just be you. Talk about what makes you you. Showcase your real self. Be you. And like that's obviously why we were drawn to each other. And the more that you show up as like your authentic self, whether that's on social, whether that's in your copywriting or your podcasts or your, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, your people will find you and they'll come to you because they'll connect to you for whatever reason. Whether, maybe not necessarily because you have Volvadenia <laughs> and I pray nobody else ever in yeah, the world exactly because it was horrible but I just thought that was so interesting and like the week before I think I mentioned in the mastermind like somebody just wanted to hire me because I was Canadian nothing more nothing less like it's yeah. just it's an important reminder and I feel like that's how and why you and I have connected so well because we have like naturally grown. Yes, you're a client, but I don't even look at you like that anymore. You're just like a friend. You're my people. You're my ride or die. And like, I got you and you got me. So anyways, I digress. I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm just proud of you. And I find that also that like you have a fashion background. Of course you do, because I'm obsessed with fashion too. That's probably another thing. That I know, drew yeah. to me. And Right? Exactly. And I feel like just even knowing like what it's like to be from a smaller town and then move to a big city and then like kind of like fighting your way through that because it's a whole other situation and having doors slammed in your face. And I think that's maybe why too, I, I can't speak for you, but for, for me, I know that I used to go on interview after interview and I was so bad at interviews, full transparency. I would always bomb them. I always overthought and all that stuff. So I felt like what other what other avenue can I go? Because I know I know what I'm talking about for like digital marketing wise and Instagram, Pinterest, the whole thing. And so when I started networking with people and actually just being my genuine self, that's when I mm -hmm. felt I could make those real connections and they would want to work with me rather than that typical corporate interview where I'm kind of like totally second guessing everything that they're asking me. I feel like that's why I just, I always speak so highly of freelancing and all that stuff. If people feel that way, where they keep getting doors slammed in their face or people kind of know that you know what you're talking about, but they use your ideas and then they kind of don't give you another chance or they let you go because they're like, okay, I'm going to steal that kind of thing. I feel like with mm -hmm. freelancing, you have so much, well, obviously you're your own boss, right? Which comes with a, like a, some cons as well. <laughs> I feel like the pros sometimes can outweigh that too. Okay. I just like to mention that for people who are thinking about freelancing because it can be a really great avenue to go down and test out for yourself. There's highs and lows and like it definitely takes, I mean, everyone that's listening to this podcast primarily, unless it's like my mom and dad, but even they now are entrepreneurs helping me with my business. Like everyone here pretty much is an entrepreneur. We know. And like, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like yeah. you have that something innately like you're like you know what I'm over the nine to five the, I'm mm -hmm. over corporate America corporate North America whatever you want to call it like that was me too I was like yeah. okay I'm so over like making all of these people all this money burn like being burnt the f out and just not being compensated properly for it and I just like was like 100% done that kind of segs us really nicely into my first question, which is, I know you very similarly to me have been freelancing primarily for like the last, I don't know, five or six years, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. And then, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, you came to me being like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I have this freelancing thing done, but yeah. I want to see and branch off into building my personal brand, really showing up as the authority in the space, starting to teach mentor coat. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about 
what that experience and, and a little bit of the work that we've done together has been like for you, where you're at with it now. And I would love to even dive into some of the mindset shifts and blocks that have come up for you during this process, because I know and, and hopefully you're comfortable sharing. If not, tell me to go scratch. Um, <laughs> but I know that there's been some mindset stuff, but I think that it, it will be really relatable for anyone that's like tr- wanting to start to really show up as a personal brand and break free from like either the Monday to Friday nine to five and or the freelancing done for you kind of offer suite. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that when I came to you, I did have a lot of mindset blocks. And I think when I started my freelance business, it was just before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, I took it way more seriously because I felt like it was either one way or the other. I feel like with people, they were like just relaxing and taking that time or you felt like this is my time. I need to like push myself and figure it out. That was me. I had just moved home back to Regina, Saskatchewan after leaving Vancouver. So it was kind of like a big personal difference in my life going on. So I had a lot of that kind of stuff to work through. But I knew I needed to come out on top with that. If I'm going to move home, I need to be successful because why bother coming back and trying to save money and the whole thing. When I started working with you, yeah, I had some mindset blocks because I felt like I I had all my management clients and I felt very comfortable. And I think that's the key word is I felt comfortable. But once you step out of that, then even more magic comes from it where that's where you came in, right? Like you really pushed me. I didn't want to do master classes. I like I think I really struggled with posting and even showing up as myself, which is crazy. But yeah, I couldn't really push myself to do it alone. So that's why I hired you. So we could talk through those things together. And I just feel like you're so genuine and authentic. And you just are so open about your story as well. So it really, it makes you feel less alone, right? Because then as I'm speaking to you, then I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. She's going through the same thing, or she went through the same thing. So I no, I can get out of this rut, for lack of a better phrase, and kind of get to where I want to be just like her. And I think surrounding yourself, like you always say, with a group of women who are in the same spot that you want to grow to be really helps you kind of vision yourself in that same pool of people. And whether that's financially, whether you want to be like them personally, and kind of grow like how their success has happened and you want to learn from them in that way. So that's where I kind of was in my journey. I was very, I've always been a shy person. That's something to kind of, well, I don't know if you grow out of that, but you can really push yourself to kind of. You've grown out of it. I'm not going to, I'm cutting you off. You have definitely pushed past. Yeah, and grown so much in that regard and shown up so boldly. It's been so inspiring to watch. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, just kind of surrounding yourself with the right people will help you grow and get to where you're wanting to go. And that's kind of, so yeah, I started out being shy, very like introverted, not really just being behind somebody else's social media platform. And then I kind of stepped into my own power and started talking about what I know, because i I've grown accounts to crazy amounts of like impressions and monthly visitors on Pinterest or, and I've worked with people who've been featured in Vogue and Harper's Bazaar, Vice. Like, so I've had crazy kind of experiences with high profile clients. Also worked with people who are local and they kill it at that game too. So it's very nice to kind of 
share that knowledge with people now because I just feel like it's helpful because not everybody's journey is the same either with clients and who they've worked with. Totally. And I think that that's also, it's it's important to take note of, of what Marissa is saying here in regards to doing a lot of the work first. And that is very, like we keep saying, very similar to yeah. my story. I genuinely, like in the, in the online coaching space and in the mentorship space, like there's no real certification for being a coach necessarily. Like, yeah, I went to business school. You went to school. Mm -hmm. I have a marketing, you know, major and like a PR certificate and like all these things. But like my quote unquote certification for me is my 12 years of experience of working like with companies and brands and like building the funnels, creating the offers, doing the launches, setting up the accounts, posting, managing the photo shoots, the like all of the things that I physically did were, and that for me took, took a beat to feel really confident in my craft. Right. And then it was like, okay, I feel like I know enough where I can at least start. And I started off small too. I I can at least start teaching people how to use Instagram and like how to brand themselves because that is like at bare minimum something I would say that I was cool. I don't even, I hate the word expert and I hate when someone refers to them as an expert, I was very well informed. In <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you earned the title as well. Yeah, very well informed. But like, that's also what I respect about you. Because, and let's be honest, we both were hiding a little bit. You probably could have mm-hmm. gone out and like started being your own brand a lot sooner than you did. And same with me. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, I also respect in both of us the fact that we were like, you know what? I want to learn. I want to like figure out, okay, what is this Pinterest? How does this work? What is it? How do I get? impressions and reach and how do we convert from social media I do want to like get some credibility behind me now I'm like okay I now feel within integrity and authentic enough to be like hey okay I'm gonna now teach people this and so I think sometimes there's like a disconnect in this online coaching space and if you're listening it's just my two cents I respect that about you and I think that's another reason why we're connected that's just my two cents okay I want to talk about Pinterest I guess my first question, circling back to, I know our audience's list is all entrepreneurs for the majority. So as an entrepreneur, as a business, whether you're a freelancer, an entrepreneur, uh, like a a mom and pop shop, an online coach, why would somebody in this online space, in online business, use and why should they start to utilize and start executing on Pinterest as a platform? I definitely love this question. I feel like Pinterest is still sometimes viewed as like this girly wedding planning app. The reality of that is that has been left in 2010. It's progressed so much since then. So it's actually like you had mentioned at the beginning, it's SEO driven. So if you're a service-based business, if you're a product-based business, freelancer, you can gain leads and sales directly from this platform because It's not like Instagram where people are just scrolling or they kind of have to be searching for maybe like a coach. You can find keywords that are popular being searched in your industry and you can use those in your title, description, board titles, wherever you can put descriptions. And then your content will be brought up so that people will be finding your, your website or any kind of external link that you want to drive traffic to, you can do that with Pinterest. And I just feel like with different clients that I've worked with, we can 
make that happen within a month, right? And whereas with Instagram, it takes a long time to get your audience to even listen to you, right? Or they have to see things like eight times, which is still kind of the case on Pinterest. You can be found way easier. You can repurpose content that you're already pushing out on Instagram. So it's just a great platform overall because you can be gaining a new audience and kind of directing them exactly to where you want them to click. Mm. Right. I know. I need to use Pinterest more. Even as you're saying this, I'm like, oh my gosh. So right now I I use Pinterest Mm -hmm. primarily for my blog and like any of my lead magnets. I am putting the podcast on there. Anytime I launch a podcast, my assistant turns it into a blog and then from there creates multiple pins for it. Yeah. But that's like essentially and any of my freebies. So like I have, I think, four or five, maybe six different freebies. So I have like freebies up there. How many times like I feel like he's probably posting on there. I don't know, like once or twice a week. This is the other thing that I get confused with. And this is like a TikTok thing, too the cadence and the posting. I think that's the one thing that overwhelms people where like you have to post like four pins a day. Like, is is that true? Is that how often you need to be posting? And if you want to actually be able to get like that search engine optimization that you're talking about, get in the ranking and actually get found and start to like see those leads and those conversions start to take place. I always say if you want rapid growth, yes, you do have to be posting at least three to five pins a day. Wait, and one question with that. Sorry to cut you off. That's okay. can, does it have to, can it be the same piece of content just in different formats or does it have to be different pieces of content? Three to yeah, five yeah. So that's what um, I was going to say. So with that being said, you can repurpose Instagram stories, TikToks, um, Instagram feed posts, like just static posts, carousels, reels. So, I mean, once you kind of break that down, then you already have a bunch of different type of content to post. And then like what you said, you can go onto Canva and say you only have, you have your one still image. You can put that into different templates and then that's considered a fresh pin, fresh content. So you could, like you said, be posting about the same thing 10 times, as long as you're image looks different each time, that's considered a new fresh pin. So that's why I always think it's great for like podcasts or blogs, especially um, recipes, if you're into that, um, home decor, any kind of thing like that, it will definitely be a great thing to be posting on Pinterest. Okay, that that makes sense. I think that that's like the hiccup for everyone is like, as soon as well, for me, primarily when I'm like, wait, two, three, five times a day, I need to be like, I'm already on all these other things. Outsourcing it to somebody like you is probably a good idea where it's like, you just do Pinterest. This is something that you manage. You and your team can take this over because I think like it just seems overwhelming for someone like me anyways, where I'm like, I'm already on Instagram, TikTok, I'm on Facebook, I'm on other things. However, bringing it back to that search engine optimization piece, like Mm -hmm. that is a game changer. And that's like YouTube too, which is why I'm starting a YouTube channel in March. I talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I know the power of YouTube. And I think the power of Pinterest too is something that even myself, I need to be utilizing a lot more effectively because I think when it comes to conversion and website and clicks and traffic, like you Mm -hmm. said, I think it's it's a game changer. Okay, so I feel like we covered like what makes it different. Is there anything else that you would add 
when you're talking about Pinterest specifically that makes it different from the other platforms like like Instagram and TikTok? Or is it really just the SEO, the driving the traffic, the impression back to the website piece? Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Just to showcase that I feel like sometimes with Instagram, people get really stuck in that comparison mode too. You're scrolling, you're like, oh, this one is making more money than me. This girl has better style than me or whatever the case is. With Pinterest, I feel like the consumer and um, like the user on that platform is on there for a specific need. So they're actually looking for something rather than just scrolling. And also I feel like they're trying to build their dream life. So it's more of like an uplifting app too, I always like to say, because you're on there, maybe you want to do a photo shoot. So you're kind of looking at like boss babe aesthetic and you're like getting excited about it rather than comparing with somebody. So that's why I really love the app too. I feel like it's more of an uplift. I remember Stassi from Vanderpump Rules. I know we're kind of Bravo gals. I, oh, yeah. I remember we're Bravo gals. Don't judge us, but <laughs> yes. we are. Give us all the housewife tea. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was listening to one of her podcasts and she was saying when she was canceled, the only app she went on was Pinterest because it helped her kind of build up the version of herself that she wants to be. So that's why I really love that, that kind of app and that thought process as well. That um, is such a freaking good point. I don't yeah. think I've ever, as a consumer now, I yeah. don't think I've ever gone to Pinterest and left it feeling like crap. Right. So exactly. right. Like it makes me feel so happy because mm-hmm. I'm usually for me right now, like as I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing my home, right. I've been yeah. brand new home for six months. So like home decor and like yeah, what exactly. I love about Pinterest is the algorithm mm-hmm. is so fire so like as a, now we're talking as consumers which is cool too which is yeah fine. we're still we can consume but like the I, I don't know a better algorithm I swear to god like no I don't either it, yeah so that piece is that's another really good point like all of my Pinterest right now is like creamy white home aesthetic like and exactly. I love it it's like showing me things that I actually love and I feel so happy so that is a freaking yeah. boss And like further to that point, you're going to maybe buy too, right? So you're putting it on on your dreamy home home decor board, and then you might potentially buy that too. So it's really great for back to, I guess, like the business mindset of why they should be on there is because people are saving your specific product content, and they will either buy from you either right then and there or potentially in three months, six months, however long, but they definitely will. So that's why, yeah, it's just, it's an overall great app. And I just feel like it gives you that happy feeling rather than sometimes, I don't mean to hate on Instagram because I obviously love it too, but it's just comparing the two, right? I've purchased so much directly from Pinterest. Mm -hmm. If I don't purchase that product right then and there, because they have that shop feature where it can hover over the the image and you can buy direct products or they'll show you products that are similar to what you're you're looking for based on the pictures. I've personally bought everything in my house is stems from Pinterest. And if, as you know, all of my photo shoots, my clothes, the the fashion that I put into my photo shoots, all so many of my programs, I teach people, if you want to start to learn how to brand yourself, create Mm -hmm. a photo shoot, create the aesthetic for your feed, 
Pinterest, Pinterest. How many times have you heard me say that, right? Like I start with Pinterest for absolutely everything in my life from an aesthetic standpoint, whether that's the social media templates that I'm buying, whether that is the colors of my feed, whether that's my house and my personal stuff. So as a consumer, I am obsessed with it. Where I personally need to do better is as a creator. That's when somebody like you can come in and be like, okay, cool. But like, look at all these creators that you're consuming. Let's, let's revert it. So I love that. Okay. So that kind of segues really nicely into my next question regarding monetizing. As a creator, how do you monetize? How do I mean, obviously, if you have physical products, we're kind of speaking about that. But mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit, even how to set that up. I don't know if you can on a conversation like this. What are some different ways people can start to, I mean, generate money as creators? If you have a Shopify account, you can link that directly through Pinterest. It is kind of, I can't really like talk you through it. It's very, very, very simple, though. I feel like I have clients who are not tech savvy and they're they're like oh I already set it up I'm like okay perfect so I'm just speaking that it's very easy you can just google it also and just say how to set up Shopify through Pinterest and Pinterest has a step-by-step article on how you can do it if you ever feel lost with it but that's where I see a lot of sales come in because then it'll have that shop tab on your business profile and I have seen clients who gain at least like $2,000 a month just by, you know, having their account linked there and then having organic content come through. It's very great platform to actually see money coming through. And you can see that, right? Whereas with Instagram or like Facebook and stuff like that, sometimes you can't really tell what's going on. You can directly see, oh, somebody bought this pin that I pinned even five months ago, you can still be making money on something you've pinned. I mean, you got to keep up with your inventory if you're a clothing brand or shoe brand, something like that. But it should update with your Shopify account. As for creators, you can link your like to know it, your Amazon shop, any kind of thing like that. You can be making money directly through that link instead of telling people to go to your link in bio. This is just you can make cute little graphics. So you're going to, I don't know why this popped in my head, but like Nashville girls night out or something like that, yeah. make cute content and then have your like to know it. And people can just buy directly from that link. So like affiliate marketing, influencer yeah. marketing, things like that. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Okay. So what about somebody for me? So like, should I have right now my evergreen offers on there as like pins, like my courses mm-hmm. on air, 12K in seven days, like attraction, should those be on there? And as well, what does, do you see that being successful too? Yeah. So I used to run a podcast account um, and we got them so many more downloads even. So I would just link the specific episode, but then we would see a lot of people actually clicking over onto it. So something with like your on air course, people can just buy that right directly from your link. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I would definitely keep creating and pumping out that kind of stuff. Look at what people are even looking under for podcasts. Are they looking for like entrepreneurial podcast course? Are they just looking to or how to start one like just little nuggets of words like that, that will help you find your right ideal client. So that's what I would say for like something like a service based business where you don't have a product to link, but you can still be making transactions through a different link. Primarily as opposed to 
Instagram where it's like kind of luck of the draw if your content gets picked up by your audience and by the Explorer page and all of that. You have a little bit more control, sort of. I'm sure there's a whole process on keyword research and what that looks like because I'm sure there's an immense strategy behind that. There's like a couple different ways that you can look at keywords too. And a thing to mention too, the Canadian version is sometimes a little bit different than than the American version, just because I've had American clients and I log on their profile and their keyword research, they have like a little bit extra features. So it's coming to Canada. It takes a little bit longer for that rollout time. But yeah, I mean, you can go just directly on the search bar and type in, I always use home decor for an example. So home decor, and then there'll be bolded words that come up underneath. And that's what's Mm -hmm. trending. They're not in order or anything like that. But you can see that that's trending right now. There's also they just rolled out a feature under your analytics tab. And it's called trends. And it went deeper into keywords, right? So you can see what's a, a growing trend, seasonal, top yearly trends. You can find specific niche. So women's clothing, finance, health, beauty, any kind of thing that you fall under, you can click those and see what's trending right now, what's going to be trending. So yeah, it is it is kind of a process. But once you get into it, I don't know if I guess you'd have to kind of be into that stuff. Sometimes I nerd out on that. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I can see that this is going to be growing, a growing trend for my client. So I'm going to start pinning this now. So when it is a trend, we already have content up for them. I love this stuff too. Okay, (laughs) so for on air, it's available evergreen now, self-study. If people want to learn how to start and create a podcast, this walks them through it. For me, would I go to Pinterest and write in like, podcast education or how to start a podcast and then see what would come out from there and then create pins around the bullet keywords in the search bar. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Literally going to get on this (laughs) right after this call. You are inspiring to up up my freaking Pinterest game because I think that it's such a missed opportunity for everyone, both as content creators and consumers if you could just Mm -hmm. give a few tips for starting out, if they're, you know, essentially brand new or kind of just wanting to dip their toes in it, what would you say to them to be like, okay, do these three things, this will get you up and running and get you kind of dabbling into whether or not Pinterest is a vibe for you? I always say like top three things when you're first starting out on the platform, obviously have a library of images, videos, graphics that you can pull from. Um, So it's kind of already like a seamless process for you. And then I would deep dive into the keywords like I have mentioned over and over again. But I always like to have at least 10 keywords per client so that I can just grab them easily. You can obviously look into them like weekly or something to do that every day when you're kind of just say you're posting about your podcast, right? Those will stay the same for at least two months. You can at least have keywords to grab from. And then I would utilize, there's two style of pins. So I would utilize both of them, obviously. But for strategy wise, just starting out, I think I would do 80% idea pins, which act as as like stories, but that's what's going to get you reach for your profile. So you're going to have people coming to your profile now, then I would do 20% of regular pins, because those don't get as much reach, but you want them to have stuff to be able to click on and leave Pinterest potentially, right? 
I would start out with that for the first month because then you can grow your profile rapidly. And then once you have, I would say even like 20K, which is possible, like within a month, I've done it for sure. Then I would switch to followers. Yeah, or 20K um, monthly visitors. Sorry. Monthly visitors. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I would switch to like 50, 50, right? So that now we're getting more links out for people. And then you're still grabbing their attention though with that, like they're called idea pins, but they're used as like stories. I should mention too, that those aren't clickable. So that's why I say those are, that's what Pinterest is pushing out as much. So that's why I say get your reach first because when you have these regular pins just kind of sitting on there with nobody to click on them, it doesn't make sense in my mind at least. So then that's why when you grow your audience, then you can just kind of split them 50-50 or, I mean, look at your analytics and see maybe your regular pins are pushing out more than then you can switch the strategy a little bit. But I'm just speaking from experience starting like scratch. That's what I would do. That kind of went over my head a little bit, which is why I'm going to pick your brain later. I hopefully that (laughs) made sense to everyone else. It's kind of like a whole different world. I'm not going to lie. Which is why there are people like you that we can dive into and consume your free content, go to your freebies. Marissa does live trainings and masterclasses. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she offers both coaching on Pinterest and done-for-you management. So if if you're like me and you're like, okay, I know I need to do this, but I think I need a little bit more help, definitely reach out to her. And I'll let her talk about her offers at the end. And, of course, I'll leave her her website and her, her Instagram profile in the show notes. If Pinterest is your next move, like me, then Marissa is your girl. Clearly, she, in her quote-unquote with her nerds out on it, and I'm (laughs) obsessed with that. Um, All right. That was a lot of Pinterest knowledge and information that you just shared. So I want to just kind of circle back to like the start of the conversation and round out the the interview with a little bit more of the mindset stuff, because I know Mm -hmm. that for you and I, I mean, for everyone listening, like, mindset in social media and business in this whole online world it is a real thing and like our minds can make or break us I talk about this on the podcast a lot but it's so important to talk about because I think it's the most relatable piece it's also the most isolating and lonely piece because you think that you're the only one that feels you know lack or feels the comparison analysis and the highlight reel the imposter syndrome that for me with all of my clients and even myself, duh, I'm a human, comes up all the freaking time. And I know you and I have talked a lot about these two words, imposter syndrome. I would love for you just to share with, with the community, with the podcast listeners, as you have kind of really stepped fully into this entrepreneur role, did you or do you face imposter syndrome? I think we know the answer. And what are some ways and some tools that you have embraced to try to to try to overcome it? Because I think that it will be really helpful to to everyone listening. To answer your question, most definitely, I have faced it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everybody does, and I feel like you go through waves of it too. So sometimes, and that's just entrepreneurial journey. Sometimes you feel like, yeah, I have it all figured out, and then something happens and you're like, okay, maybe I don't. (laughs) So I feel like, I mean, the cheesy answer with me is like, all about like meditation and stuff like that. I feel like I tapped into, I listened to like Insight Timer app, 
And there was this great one that I used to do a lot if I was like feeling like this fear or like, yeah, just imposter syndrome coming up. I would listen to that. But sometimes, you know, it's not as easy for people to just pop on this meditation and do that or that's kind of like raw, raw for people. I feel like what has actually, you know, helped me you don't see instant, but the mastermind, because I could hear other people who were even higher than me. And they were saying that they faced imposter syndrome. And I was like, okay, if she's feeling that way, like that makes me feel like I'm not alone in my journey then. And even people who are just like me, right, then it made me feel so much less alone. And just we were able to talk about it also with each other rather than just being so isolated. I mean, I live alone, I work alone, like I don't have people to chat with, right? So um, if you are feeling that way too, I can't say enough about going and joining a mastermind that you feel pulled to because you get to chat with amazing like women or women or men. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a great feeling to be able to tap their tap into their brain too. You know what? That's such a good point. And yes, like there's meditating, there's journaling, there's, yeah. you know, all of the things that self-care is also such an important part, not only in business, but in life. If we're not taking care of ourselves and doing the things that light us up for me, like if I don't move my body at least four times a week, like I will start to get all sorts of craziness happening in my brain and in my body. You like to meditate. Meditating is like quite hard for me, but I love to journal, journaling my thoughts, writing them down, like practicing my gratitudes and not just like a shameless plug with my mastermind. It's it's any mastermind, any mentor, whether that's a friend, whether that's a family member that you trust, whether that is a, a coach, a business coach, mm -hmm. or a personal development coach. There's mindset coaches. There's confidence coaches. There's so many different areas of expertise out there, but finding somebody that you can trust and surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that are where you want to be. And that's so true. Even for me as the, the coach of the mastermind, I get inspired every single week by you girls. You girls push me to want to do better, not only for myself, but for you. And it, it's so relatable when you can hear everyone discuss, okay, yeah. here's my wins this week, but guess what? Here's my lows. Here's where I'm suffering. And then you're like, oh wait, I'm not the only one. I just pulled out my phone Mm -hmm. Because I saw this post, I have to quote who this person is, Ben Mir, um, his, his Instagram is at System Sunday. He posted this post the other day and it was how to beat imposter syndrome, five steps to have the life that you want. The first slide says, learn the facts. Up to 82% of people suffer from imposter syndrome. It's not a personal shortcoming. It's a societal norm. When I read that, I was like, yeah, like every single person suffers from this. It's a societal norm. It's the comparison. The social media highlight reels probably don't help things. Yes. But when you can lean into like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one going through these things. I think that it it's so powerful and and it's so beneficial. So uh, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, yes. All right. So last question, and then I will let you on your merry way. I'm so grateful that you are here, by the way, and I adore you. And thank you for pouring into my listeners and telling us all the things about Pinterest. But if you could leave the female entrepreneurs listening to the show today with any advice, what would it be? Yeah, no, um, thank you so much for having me. I feel like you're just such a breath of fresh air, like I always say. So I love you and I adore you as well. I love you. I adore you. <laughs> For female entrepreneurs listening, I would say 
if you have that spark lit under you and you feel like you want to start something or you have a pull to that, I say go for it because not everybody has that spark within them. I always just think, you know, if you have that, you need to go and see where that path takes you. And I'm not saying like, quit your job. It's just that easy because it's not. But I just know, like, take a step every day to get to where you want to go with it, whether that's having a business plan or an outline with it, or say it's like a personal journey and you want to be healthier, you know, just anything like that take steps towards it, baby steps every day, and you will get to the point that you're wanting. Because I think people get stuck in seeing, oh, well, that just happened overnight for them. But it's really like, like you said, like 12 years in the making of like, pushing yourself to kind of get to there. So I always just say, go for it and build up your kind of outline of every day of how you can get to that point. Yeah, no, that's it's that's beautifully said if you have if and I say this too all the time if there is something inside of you just like whispering on your shoulder if you feel a calling and you're letting like the fear hold you back feel the fear and freaking do it anyways I always say what is worse the fear of not doing it or the fear of doing it and failing and try again and then succeeding and then doing it again like you're gonna fail like failures are what make us stronger failures are what build us up and don't be afraid of failure because that's what's going to keep keep you going and you'll learn so much more from that so you can pivot and tweak things growing like keep growing with it so yeah I never say be afraid of failure because I feel like it's just bound to happen and you're not a failure it's just little things that get in the way yeah no totally and guess what you're gonna you're gonna fail and you're gonna and it's and you're gonna get up you're gonna brush your feet off and your pants off you're gonna try again gonna fail again and you're gonna do it again and then guess what maybe the next time you're gonna succeed and guess what you're gonna learn a lot and you're gonna apply that stuff and it's growing it's getting uncomfortable and moving past the uncomfort I always say get uncomfortable that's where growth happens that's where change occurs whether that's lifting weights and feeling the burn and it being uncomfortable and all of a sudden whoa I have a bicep yeah. Or if it's going live on your stories and showing up on camera and doing a masterclass and two people showing up. Okay, cool. Now I know how to do it again. Like all of these things are uncomfortable, but they lead to they lead to to growth and they lead to great things. And I've just seen even in the short period that we've worked together, you getting so uncomfortable, pushing yeah. past the limiting <laughs> beliefs, pushing past the imposter syndrome, doing it anyways, and continuing to just test things and, and see what works and find your groove. And Marissa even had her most highest profitable revenue generating month in yeah. December. Yeah. And yeah. it was Christmas and everyone was like, nobody's buying. And it was like, actually, she had all of her clients buy and resign. Yeah. And some have come and some have gone. And, you know, we just keep pivoting. I digress. If the people want to learn more about you and your greatness and need help with Pinterest or Instagram, whether that's done for you or some coaching, what do you have going on right now? Where can they find you? And I will leave all the details in, in the show notes, of course. So right now I have strategy sessions, I have one-on-one coaching, I have social media management, whether that's Instagram or Pinterest, and you can find me at MLHcom, so M-L-H-C-O-M-M-S, and my website will be linked, but it's MLHcommunications.com. And yeah, I'm happy to help even hop on discovery calls, chat with you more about Pinterest if this piqued your interest. 
like I said, I love it. And I just think that everybody should be on it. If you need more help with it, let me know. And I'm happy to chat about it. Amazing. I'll leave all that in the show notes. And the other thing too, Marissa also does trainings. If you're in network marketing and you have a team and you want them to get trained on social media, Instagram, Pinterest, she does that. If you are, you know, a coach like myself and you have your own group coaching program, you have masterminds, she does trainings like that in addition to all of the other things that she mentioned. So definitely hit her up. Link in the show notes. Marissa, I adore you. Thank you for being here. Thank you again for pouring into the women. I'll see you on Wednesday at the hot seat call. Yes, good. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay, beauties and listeners, thank you for being here. Have the most beautiful day. I will catch you next week. I adore each and every one of you. If you like this episode, we would be so grateful if you took a screenshot of it and tag both Marissa and I. My new Instagram handle, if you know, you know, because I got impersonated, is Ayla Sorochuk at A-Y-L-A-S-O-R-O-C-H-U-K. And then Marissa's is at M-L-H comps. So I'll leave all of that in the show notes, but we'd be so grateful. It helps the podcast so freaking much. I'll stop blabbing. I adore you all. Have a beautiful day. Until next week. Hey, love. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. It truly means the world to me to have your support. It is my mission to help as many female entrepreneurs and business owners as I possibly can. So if you found support or guidance in any way into today's episode, the best way you can show me your love in return is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on social media with you and or your team. Or even better, you can always leave me a review on whichever platform you're tuning in from. I will be reading every single one. And don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Frida. that's A-Y-L-A-F-R-E-D-A, or you can learn more about me, my coaching services, or all my amazing freebies at www.aylasorochuk.com. That's A-Y-L-A-S-O-R-O-C-H-U-K.com. I can't wait to connect again next week. Bye, girl.